The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet, with Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D. from Soul Matters Ministry in Olympia, Washington. If you'd like to join in the discussion, email us at spiritofrecovery at unity.fm or call into the program with your questions. Now, here's your host, Reverend Anna Schaus. Welcome to the Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet, where we support your spiritual growth in recovery. My name is Anna Schaus, and I'm your host, and I want to thank all of you for listening with us today. We're glad that you're joining us here on Spirit of Recovery. We're always glad to get your emails. It touches my heart to know that uh, what we're doing here and the guests that we bring are making a difference in your life and in your recovery. So thanks for sending those emails. Thanks for liking Spirit of Recovery on Facebook. You can do that. Just get on Facebook and like us and post, and it's just fun to hear from you and glad to hear what's going on in your life. We always are uh, bringing you guests that have down-to-earth uh, information and inspiration to share with you. Our guests are always people who are involved one way or the other in the recovery community, either through their own recovery or through uh, working with or writing for uh, or bringing spiritual uh, information and, and teaching to people in recovery. And as we know, lots of times, all of the above. And so our guests are people who are walking the talk in really profound ways. So it's a delight to be able to bring you these wonderful people and give them uh, a place to share what's, uh, what the work is that they're doing and what's going on in their lives. Um, also, we're very grateful that you are sharing with your friends, with your people in your unity community, with your people in your recovery communities about the spirit of recovery and spreading the word so that we can um, have people more and more listening to what's happening here and getting the good information and the good inspiration that comes over the electronic airwaves. So... Um, today we are knowing, letting you know too, as we do every week, that the spirit of recovery is a welcoming place, that we know that recovery is a large concept, and so that if you're a person that's in recovery from any kind of an addiction, or if you're the family member um, who's in your own recovery as a family member, or the family member or friend of someone with the disease of addiction, whether or not you're in your own recovery, or whether or not they're in recovery, um, or if you're simply curious, interested in the process of recovery and you want to learn more about it, we welcome you here and welcome your participation in our discussions. You can email us um, during the program or give a call, and we're happy to take your comments um, and questions on the air. Again, my name is Anna Schaus, and I'm your Spirit of Recovery host. I'm a unity minister and also an addictions counselor. I'm also a person who has in my own circle of love and friendship many people with the disease of addiction. And uh, many years ago, those relationships got me involved in an active path of my own personal growth and recovery and spiritual development. And ever since then, my walk um, has been and is an integration of unity and recovery principles. And that sure keeps informing and transforming my life and keeps me growing and um, letting go into that vast, wonderful nest that is God. And so I'm really grateful and delighted to have the opportunity to share with you about spirituality and recovery. And again, to bring you wonderful guests and to hear what's happening for you in your spirituality and your recovery. Today, as always, we have a very special program. Today, our topic is Songs of the Heart. 
and my guest is Doe Marasa. Doe um, has found that creativity is a very powerful spiritual connection for her, and that as she taps into her innate creative source, it seems to smooth those changes that um, we all face in the recovery process, that uh, that creative process and music speak to her of her higher power's presence and connect her to life. Doe is a singer and a songwriter. She is a recovering woman, and she's going to share with us today how she reclaimed her childhood love of music and how she uses it today to build bridges into full living. And she's going to also share with us several of her recorded songs that she has written and performed. And um, we know that this is going to really touch your heart. So Doe's um, got some rich, uh, rich creativity to share with us today. So Doe, welcome to Spirit of Recovery. Very glad that you're with us today. It's good to be here. Great. Thanks. Now, tell us how you got um, involved with your uh, creativity. How did you get into songwriting as an adult? Well, I got into it by going to my piano whenever I was depressed or having a crisis in my early recovery. And the the piano seemed to calm me down, and and then I just started to to write the songs that came to my heart, and and they began to calm me down, and um, and I began to write them down, and that's how it all began. Mm-hmm. Had you how long had you been in your re- own recovery process before you really started uh, going to the piano and letting the music come through you? Um. After about a year of sobriety in 1988-89 is when it started. Yeah, that's about when when life started really hitting the fan, I would say, mm-hmm. emotionally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's uh, one of the things I think about recovery is that a lot of times uh, we hope that, oh boy, I'm in recovery, so now it's all going to be perfect. And Kind of, that's not how it works in a way. It's like what happens is we get better tools or get strength. So, so, so your life changed, it sounds like, once you got in recovery at about a year. Yes. What actually starts happening is are the feelings start surfacing that I was stuffing for so many years with drugs and alcohol. Uh, and that's, and that's where the music provided a channel for those to come out and be expressed and get them out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, because if, as, as you said, sometimes uh, whether you're a family member or whether you're a person that has the substance uh, abuse addiction part of the this disease, it a lot of it is in the active disease. It is the stuffing feelings, isn't it? It's like we kind of numb out and sort of zombify through life is what I call it. So it changes. Yeah, that. that's exactly right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So you you had said that when you were a child you liked to play the piano, but um, something happened. You stopped, right? Yes, I re- I got my first piano when I was in the third grade, and I pretty much instantly wanted to be a concert pianist. And I had some learning disabilities that made it very difficult to read music and play at the same time. Um, but I forged through for a few years in piano lessons, but I was too shy to play comfortably in front of my parents or even my piano teacher. So eventually I just stopped taking lessons. Um, once I learned chord progressions, then I just went on my own, and and I think that's the best thing I ever did because it, it, um, it gave me my own sense of creativity and... Um, so that's how it all started originally. Mm-hmm. When you were active in your uh, addiction, in the substance addiction, did you play at all or did you have any other creative outlets with your music or did that stop as part of what was happening with Actually, the Actually, my, fir- my first real creativity uh, as a teenager was writing poetry. And that's really what I was thinking about as I was in my recovery. I was writing all these poems. Um, right off the bat in my first 30 days 
And so I started thinking about combining my poetry with music. And and so that's that's where that started coming about, really, was in my poetry, which I still write poems to this day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you... Um I know you've got a song, um, Objects of Beauty, that you wrote early in your sobriety. Tell us about that, yes. how, how you came to write that, and then we'll hear it in just a moment. Yes, I was in a woman's recovery uh, group, and I was learning a lot about myself and my inner beauty um, and so forth. And so for the group, I wanted to write a song, and that song just wrote itself, really, and um, it was the first time when I really looked at myself like an object of beauty instead of the terrible things that I thought about myself. So I, I, that was the first time I played for a small group was in that woman's recovery group. Mm-hmm. How did people respond? I bet. How did they respond to it, to your song? Uh, oh, they just, they just loved it. They just loved it. It, it, uh. My music's been touching people's hearts from the beginning, and um, I think it's because it it speaks so much from the heart, uh, and really it seemed like from the heart of God to begin with, so it it touches people that way. Mm-hmm. Well, let's hear it. Let's hear Objects of Beauty All by right. Doe Marasa. Thank you for writing that and for sharing that with us. Um, it is beautiful. It 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 oh, does uh, touch us. So you said that that's a, a the story. Really, the song, the words in that song are about the evolvement 
some involvement for you and your sobriety? Yes, you know, as I listen to that song, I feel like I am living in the involvement of that song, that I, I'm expressing myself um, as my true self, and, and I hope that it encourages other people to do the same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your story is really interesting about how you came to record Hello? your songs. Tell us about that. Hello? Hello? Are you still online with us? Are you on there with us, Doe? Hello? Yes, um, Doe's going to be with us in a minute. We're having a little technical challenge here. But uh, she's got an interesting story for us about how she got um, involved in performing and recording her music. And she's going to be sharing that with us here in just a moment. And then we'll also be hearing some more of her music. Um, as Doe has told us earlier, she, she was very interested in music in her childhood. She uh, played the piano but didn't feel comfortable doing that in front of other people. But, um, and she had difficulty actually reading the music. And I think we've got her back with us now. Yes, with us here now? I am. Okay, good. Here, all right, we lost you a little bit there. But you're back? Ah. So um, tell yes, us. Yes, I'm back. You're back. So tell us yeah. uh, a little bit about how you got involved in uh, performing your songs and recording them. It's interesting. Yes. I Over the last several years, I've been playing at assisted livings um, to practice playing in front of people and to encourage the elderly. And, um, and finally, it... I was urged to record my music, and uh, it was like pulling teeth over all these years. I've never recorded anything, and um, I met someone actually in the program who who was a producer, and and so we started working on this a couple of months ago, and because I was going to be on the show, it really spurred it on to get it done and and just to stop sitting on it and get it done, so... Uh, this this was the first time I've ever recorded any music. Mm-hmm. You had a concert, didn't you, recently? Yes, I did. I had a concert at the Unity Church in Spokane um, for several songwriters, um, a concert that I organized so that um, someone could hear how my music affects people, and it went really, really well, and it was a success for the church, and and the and really a glorious day for me to to um, be able to play in front of people comfortably and and it was very inspiring. Mm-hmm. How did people respond? You said uh, it was a great success for them too. What were they? How did what they tell you or how what was happening in the, with the energy oh, when you were playing? Yeah, the energy was really good. They um, they heard the exuberance. Um, it touched their heart. They could relate. Uh, I hear that a lot from people that they can relate to the music, and that perhaps I'm giving words to something they couldn't express. And um, and that is the whole point of c- connectivity uh, to begin with. When I thought of playing for others to help other people, is so that they can connect with their with their feelings and and. Um, maybe that spiritual part of them. That's great. Well, Doe, thanks for sharing that with us. It's time for our break. So we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Doe Marasa and Songs of the Heart, and we'll hear some more of Doe's music. Stay with us. We'll be right back. You are listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. To support this ministry, go to www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Your contribution helps us broadcast messages of love and inspiration throughout the world. He's the most talked about figure in history. How do you see Jesus? As a savior, a way shower, a mythical hero, 
In his cutting-edge new book, Jesus 2.1, An Upgrade for the 21st Century, Rev. Dr. Thomas Shepard explores the many human concepts of Jesus. The man of Nazareth has been an imaginary spiritual playmate for millions. Best friend, confidant, silent lover, surrogate father, brother, husband, trusted king when earthly governments fail, all-purpose superhero who will save the day before the final credits roll. Jesus is like a program that has been adapted through the ages while the basic code remains undisturbed despite all subsequent modifications. Now it is our time to rewrite and reinstall the Jesus program with updates for today, just as every previous generation has done and every subsequent generation will do. The Romans killed Jesus for being a revolutionary. Every succeeding generation kills him anew by losing sight of the ongoing revolution in human consciousness that he represents. Explore the new book, Jesus 2.1, at www.shopunity.org. Are you ready for the next steps on your spiritual path? If you are, you won't want to miss the Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, with Reverend Ellen Grace O'Brien from the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment in San Jose, California. Essential insights and practices from the ancient yoga science of self-realization show us how to live healthier, happier, more balanced lives. The benefits of spiritually conscious living start now. For a time-tested method to live with purpose and realize your infinite potential, tune in to the Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, with Reverend Ellen Grace O'Brien, every Thursday morning at 10 Central, 8 a.m. Pacific, only on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Listening to Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet, with Reverend Anna Schaus, PhD. If you'd like to share your questions, comments, and experience with today's topics, call us now or email us at spiritofrecovery at unity.fm. We now return to Spirit of Recovery. Welcome back to Spirit of Recovery. We're very glad that you're joining us today. My name is Anna Schaus, and I'm your host. And if you're just joining us, our topic today is Songs of the Heart. We're, uh, my guest is Doe Marasa. Doe is a singer, a songwriter, and a recovering woman. And she's sharing with us her beautiful music that she uses to uh, boost her own recovery, to share with other people in recovery, to help um, all of us connect with life, with our feelings, with uh, our higher power's presence, and to inspire us um, and connect to one another. So um, we're going to talk some more with Doe and hear some more of her beautiful, encouraging music. But before we get back to that conversation, I'd invite you to join me in a moment of meditation and sharing a constructive idea here in the Serenity Minute. So I invite you to relax, to take a breath to let go and share this constructive idea with me in a moment in the quiet with the background of some beautiful music. So here's the constructive idea. I hear God's song in my heart and I let myself sing it. I hear God's song in my heart and I let myself sing it. And now we take a moment in the quiet. joining me in the Serenity Minute, and I trust that that did invite you into a brief moment of conscious contact with your higher power, that presence that lives within you, that presence of life. And now we're back to our conversation with my guest, Joe Marasa. Joe Marasa, and we're hearing her songs of the heart. 
So, Doe, before the break, you were telling us about um, your experience of giving your first concert and how people were responding to that. And that was sure an opportunity for you to shine brightly and make that connection with people. And you wrote a song called You Shine So Brightly. Tell us about how you came to write that song and set it up for us, and then we'll hear it. Yes. You know, I wrote that song when I was about three years sober. And I was very depressed and and very angry with myself, and I had a lot of self-loathing. And I and I sat down, and it it just came to me almost line for line. And the message to me was that I have a light that shines bright within me, you know, that that could be seen. And I had never thought about myself that way, and so. Over the years, I've played this song over and over and over for for people and sponsees or um, different people, even up to today, and for for new women that are in sobriety and and they're hearing it kind of for the first time too. So it's it's a timeless song that I still enjoy listening to myself. <laughs> so, All right. So, yeah. Well, let's hear it. Uh, okay. By Doe Marasa, you shine so brightly. I'm getting to see who you are Sometimes you're a princess And sometimes you're a falling star So afraid of people seeing the light So afraid if they knew you You'd be left in the night But sister brightly it lightens the sky I'm getting to know you I'm getting to see how you act sometimes you're a sweetheart and sometimes you're a spoiled brat so afraid of being hurt really is a song that um, I sure can relate to, and I'm sure that uh, people listening can relate to that, though, that sense of uh, definitely knowing that we do have a light in us, that we are a light, and certainly in the disease of addiction, that's not what, not what we know, but, uh, right. but we should feel it when we get in that recovery process. So thanks for writing that. Now, You're you've welcome. told us Thank also, you. Yeah. You, you've told us as well that... Um, that your part, a big part of your recovery is reclaiming your sense of your inner child. Tell us about that. Yes. Yes. Well, that is a very personal thing that that I wanted to share um, because because we all have that inside of us, and 
that is a part of myself that that I never recognized before uh, and was so a part of my recovery in learning to nurture myself, learning to speak to myself kindly. And um, and I, the first time I ever heard about looking in the mirror and telling myself I love you was when I was about 20 years old in a treatment center. And it's something I could not do. Uh, and over the years of my recovery and learning about, more about the inner child, and learning to parent myself, I it became a vital part of my recovery and of my story. And so about two years ago, I wrote this song called I Love You uh, about this looking in the mirror and saying I love you and, um, and just really embracing that inner child that without, without doing that, I really wouldn't be a whole person. Uh, so... That's kind of how that goes. All right. Let's hear it. Do Morasa's song, I Love You, about being able to look in the mirror and knowing that not only God loves her, but that she loves herself. And that's, that's sure important. So let's hear it. That's right. One day, I was looking in my mirror, and I saw a little girl appear, and I said, talk to me, walk with me, I am here to help you walk through your fear. It all started just looking in my mirror and speaking the words that were so hard to hear I love you I love you with a mind full of fear and eyes full of tears could never love me less It was my love that I was looking for A long time ago when my heart learned how to was fun I grew so far from me oh so very far from me now I'm home with a laugh on my own God had talked to me before and he said that he could never love me more and he could never love me less the door to be all of me the very heart of me the part of me God has always known I have come home I have come home these days when I look into my Sometimes I still see that little girl appear and I say, I love you, I love you with a heart full of cheer.
Doug, that certainly is a beautiful invitation to all of us to love and honor that person that we are, to be whole, and to not leave out those vulnerable parts of ourselves. It, it does really make a big yeah. difference, doesn't it? It is. It makes a vital difference, really. And it doesn't happen overnight. Uh, you know, that, that song was written in my 25th year of sobriety, and it's really taken that long to develop a relationship with myself and to really love me more than anybody else does. And that, that's, that's just an amazing thing to say from where I've come from, that it's, it, it's how I feel about myself that, that is the crux to my recovery. Uh, you know, God can love me all day long, but until I, until I learn to love myself... It, I'm really not a real partner with him in this in this life, you know, of really participating in the success of my life and what he would have me do, and so forth. Um, when I after writing that song, it really showed me that that was my part to de- to develop a relationship with myself, and then I could be in better partner with him. I never thought of it like a responsibility I had over myself to learn to love myself. Mm-hmm. 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 What are some of the specific ways that um, you find that your life is better, that the quality of your life is better as you do learn to love yourself? Well, you know, I found somebody that I really wanted to take care of. Um, I eat well. I sleep well. I hang out with a lot of recovering people. Um, I keep healthy people around me, and and I am available to love others, whether it's a love relationship or a friendship. And that's that's where loving myself makes such a difference, because I'm not so afraid of how other people approve of me or don't approve of me. I. I approve of myself, and when I come from that place, then I'm free to accept others who they are and and uh, just live in the moment. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking that that may be, in, in a sense, one of the the fact that you're learning to love yourself and do love yourself uh, in greater ways than maybe you used to is part of how you got to be producing your music and I know you had a friend that helped you produce it and you let him encourage you. Tell us how that happened. Well, a few years ago I um, I met my friend David who is a, a producer of music and and I started talking to him about the possibility of recording a song and he started encouraging me to record more songs, in fact, as many songs as I could record, just to have them to share with my family, if nothing else. And, and I've been so grateful because his talent is making my talent, talent, <laughs> you know, real talent. Um, and, and, um, and so the way that he put the songs together and, uh, and put his touch on it has made all the difference and uh, so yeah that that's that was a great great opportunity for me and and for him i think to 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 be a part of this and prepare this these songs for the show and uh, so thank you for having me on the show you're welcome. I'm really, really glad you're here. And what you're talking about is one of the gifts of self-love and trust and being able to uh, discern people that are trustworthy because you'll let them help you. And so thanks to you and to David. You, you know, Dawn, people are probably wondering how they can hear your music after the show. They can, of course, listen to us on Archive 24-7 here at unity.fm on Spirit of Recovery page. But is there any other way that they can access your music or not at this point? Well, I need to take it to the next step and have a website that they that they can download my music. Um, right now, I have it all on MP3s, but that is the next step for me to make my 
music accessible for others. I I have a a dream of playing uh, at women's retreats, at different recovery events, and so I need to have my music available uh, for people to hear, and hopefully invite me to share my music and and it's really become a big 12-step opportunity or for people who aren't in the program um, a way of using my experience to help others and so how are they going to find me until I have a website that they can Mm -hmm. access the music so I guess that would be forthcoming and I would let all my Facebook friends know and um, and so I guess we'll just go from there. All right. Well, it's thank you for letting us know that. It's time for our break. We'll take a break, and then we'll be right back with my guest, Doe Marasa, and hear some more songs of the heart. Stay with us. John is looking for adventure. Mumbai is a must-see, and the night safari, that's one for the life list. Joe is seeking a little Eastern enlightenment. As the Buddha said, it is better to travel well than to arrive. Both find peace in daily meditation. Both Joe and John will find exactly what they're seeking on Spirit of the East, a 14-day voyage from Singapore to Mumbai. And so will you. Join us April 17th through May 1st, 2013. Spirit of the East, a perfect blend of relaxation and adventure. Explore more at unity.org slash spirit of the East. Are you ready for deeper spiritual breakthroughs? Have you wondered how to apply spiritual principles to your everyday life in practical ways? Do you feel your soul is calling you to deeper purposes? Join Rev. Galen McDowell live every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central for Truth Transforms, a discussion on how God within you, as you, is the power to transform your life. If you really believe that consciousness determines your experiences and that you are an individualized expression of God, join us as we help awaken and transform the consciousness of humanity. We will discuss, through lecture, live interviews and call-in questions, spiritual healing, prayer, prosperity, forgiveness, new thought views about eternal life, and much more. The world is waiting for your truth transformation, only on Unity Online Radio. Listening to Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet with Reverend Anna Schaus, PhD. If you have a question, comment, or experience with today's topic you'd like to share, call us now or email us at spiritofrecovery at unity.fm. We now return to Spirit of Recovery. Welcome back to Spirit of Recovery. I'm your host. My name is Anna Schaus, and if you're just joining us, our topic today is Songs of the Heart. My guest is Doe Marasa, and Doe is sharing with us songs that she has written in her recovery and uh, is just really is touching our hearts and uh, showing us how music, how creativity can bless us in recovery. And Doe does not yet have a website up where you can access her music, but you can find Doe on Facebook, and it's her first name is D-O-E. Her last name is M-A-R-A-S-A. M-A-R-A-S-A, so Doe, D-O-E, Marasa, and you can look her up on Facebook, and she's going to keep us posted about when she gets her website up, and you can access her music. But meanwhile, you can, of course, listen to this archive of this program on www.unity.fm and hear the Doe's music that we're playing here today. So, um, Doe, you uh, use your music uh to help you process feelings a lot of times. And you spoke that your mother passed away and you wrote some music about that. You wrote a song, I Walked Alone, that helped you to process yeah. the grief of your mother's passing. Tell us a little about that and then we'll hear that song. 
Yeah, I think it's a really good example of how how music can help the process of grief or or other deep feelings. I I started off crying playing the song and it's very sad at the beginning, but it took me a couple months to write to the completion and by the end it was a song of celebration. Uh and that's that's how music helps me. You okay. know, to, to process feelings, especially grief. Great. Well, let's hear that now, and thank you for sharing that very personal uh, story with us. I Walked Alone sure. by Doe Marasa. I walked alone In the woods It looked like people were everywhere But they weren't Then I looked up to the sky you for sharing that with us you can hear it in the song your progression as you said of, of your grief of feeling it and yeah. working through it and moving mm-hmm. moving forward saying goodbye yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's neat to honor my mother too uh, because when I first came to the program you know I had so many resentments and uh, and then after 25 years you just realize what a <laughs> you see things in a different perspective and I just could never love my mother enough now. So I just give that in her honor. Good. I'm glad we, glad we were able to play that. I know that you're working on a book. Tell us about your book, yeah. and then we'll have a, a final song that relates to that um, in our program today. Yeah. What are you writing? Yeah, I am writing a book. There's a working title now of Living Between the Poles. And it is a book of my poetry and of the story of my life with a mental illness that I have been recovering from for about 24 years. And um, 
and I am doing that to help other people who have mental illness or have family members or just people who want to hear an inspiring story. So that is a work in progress. I've been working on the music now, and and uh, and I hope to put that together in the next couple of years or so. We'll see how that goes. Mm-hmm. And we could kind of imagine, I think, from the title what uh, the mental illness is that you have. Would, do you, is there anything you'd like to say about that? Because a lot of times people in recovery do also have co-occurring, co-occurring disorders. Yes. I, um, I'm a manic depressive person who has that in my family very deeply. And I've been on medication for about 24 years. My, my sponsor originally told me to go to the doctor when I had a year of sobriety and and so co- being a recovering alcoholic uh and being a recovering manic depressive have gone together very well uh, kind of to <laughs> conjunctively or whatever um one without the other would would not be recovering um if that's making sense uh you know, it it's a it's a hard one in alcoholics for alcoholics to to um, to combine being the uh, to combine those two illnesses and um, and recover from them, which I have very successfully, one day at a time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you for your honesty there and your depth because that is uh, such a prevalent situation in a lot of folks in the recovery community and it's important to talk about it and to uh, for people to find some ways to work with it that really does bring full recovery for them. So thank you. And actually you can hear how I'm still learning how to talk about it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's something that I've really never come out uh, in public before, so... So, but I am very, very grateful. Very, very grateful. Yeah. And I know you've written a song, and this will be our song. This will uh, probably conclude our program today. I was made to be this way. So, could you tell us briefly about that, and then we'll hear it. Yes, I wrote this song. Um, it kind of goes back to the inner child a little bit. That when I was when I was young, I felt so awkward about playing and about being who I was. I could tell that there was something a little cockeyed about me and, and, and I didn't understand it at all. And, and this recording and, and all these recordings is the fulfillment of a, of a dream, of a, child, a childhood dream. And so that's what it, it refers to and just getting to be exactly who I am. And I think that's the greatest miracle of all, you know, as we wrap all of this up is, is that I was made to be this way and, and God works with us wherever we are. And that's right. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Nope, Thank you, Doe. Thank you for that. Thank okay. you for all the uh, self-acceptance and, and love of uh, who we are that you've shared with us today. You're a real blessing. Thanks for what you're doing. Oh, thank you. And we'll uh, conclude our Spirit of Recovery program today with Doe Morass's wonderful song about radical acceptance in God's love. I was made to be this way.
listeners for being here with us today on Spirit of Recovery, and thanks so much to my guest, Doe Marasa, for sharing with us her songs of the heart. Have a blessed week, and we'll be with you again next week on Spirit of Recovery. Shouse, Ph.D., and her guests. Join Anna and her guests live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Pacific for down-to-earth ideas on keeping spirituality in the heart of your recovery. Spirit of Recovery, only on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. This program is brought to you in part by Soul Matters Ministry in Olympia, Washington, committed to bringing light to the soul. Online at www.soulmatters-spiritworks.org. Oprah Winfrey says that Eric Butterworth's book, Discover the Power Within You, changed her perspective on life and religion. Maya Angelou quotes Emily Cady's Lessons in Truth as she recalls her own spiritual awakening. What do these books have in common? They are Unity Classics. Join Rev. Laura Beth Gilbreth, Minister of Unity Transformation, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, for Hooked on Classics, exploring Unity's classic books. Each month, you'll be able to follow along and contribute your thoughts, questions, and ideas as we examine a different classic Unity book. From Charles and Myrtle Fillmore to Eric Butterworth, Emily Cady, and beyond, experience the foundational teachings of Unity. Hooked on Classics, exploring Unity's classic books. Thursdays on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Repeat the words, God is taking care of it, and it will become clear that you are the channel and that God is the doer of good works through you. This meditative moment, adapted from Mary Cupferly's God Will See You Through, is brought to you by Unity. Hello, I'm Dr. Stephen Farber, and I'm an author, teacher, psychotherapist, and shamanic practitioner. On my podcast, Healing for Your Soul, I welcome some amazing guests and introduce you to some healing techniques like 
earth magic, working with nature and animals, and really getting to the heart of what is keeping you stuck. I want to help you deepen your spirituality and let go of blocks that are holding you back. Let me help you in this journey called life. Part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode.